Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation, and welcome for the final time this summer to the campus of St. Vincent College for training camp 2022. It is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, between the two of us here on this program we've got a decade of nfl experience and a really good head of hair it's up to you to figure out the rest what you should know by now if you want to get involved with us here anytime over the next two hours on twitter the best way to do so we'll take your questions comments concerns and reactions there as the show rolls along at wesley euler at the body 52 the body and it is the final day here on campus. That means it'll be our final day visiting with a Steelers uh, legend, a Steelers alumni. To close out the show today around 140, we'll have none other than the cowboy himself, Mel Blunt, Arthur Moss. Let's go. Talk, Let's about a, go. Uh, talk about a nice treat to shut things down uh, on our final day here, Thursday, August 18th. It's happened quickly, but, you know, it all started July 26th. Now about three weeks later, a little over three weeks later, here we are at the end, Arthur Motes, and it is a scorcher here on campus for the final day of camp. Feels like that last day of school feeling. The weather's nice. Everybody just wants to get home and be done. But we still got another practice to go in a little less than yeah. two hours. Motesy, how we doing on this Thursday? I mean, we're feeling great on this Thursday. Um, I mean, it's funny, man, when you talk about that mindset from the media, fans perspective, uh, fans perspective and stuff like that, but it's also such a direct contradiction when you think about what cam hayward talked about on saturday night and when he was speaking he was speaking more so directly about those feelings right there and when uh, i think it was missy matthews shout out to her man good seeing her back on camera she says uh you know cam man last week before training camp ends and he's like no it is not just because we were leaving late trope nothing changes but the location our focus still has to be the exact same our preparation still has to be the exact same. The intensity that we're going to come out here with on a day-to-day -day basis still has to be the exact same. And for me, man, as a player who's been through that day before, day of, that is one of the things that Coach Tom is going to harp on from the time he sees those guys this morning and meetings and, and walkthroughs to later on tonight, even when they're going through meetings again after practice. He's going to want to make sure that these guys understand that because it's nothing worse then a guy puts together a phenomenal three weeks of training camp, sort of speak, right, in terms of the off-location stuff. And then when you get back to the facility, mm -hmm. he starts to have more mental errors. He starts 
not studying as much because instead of him going back to a dorm room, now he may be going out to see friends or going out to see acquaintances and things like that because he's under the assumption that training camp is over. Training camp is done. The work is done. Hey, the hay is in the barn. And it's like, no, that was just the first stage of training camp, the on location part. Now you got to do it when we are at the house, when you have those distractions, when you have to drive into work, when you have to pick up your children from school, when you have all these other instances that may pop up in your life, that's the other part of this training camp that gets overlooked because of the location shift. But in all sincerity, it's just as important, if not more important, because now you got to be able to do those same things that you did as a productive player on the field these previous three weeks. You got to do them back at home with all the other distractions of life now. So that's where it really becomes challenging. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you, <laughs> I tell you what, it might be, you know, a sense of, of comfort or a sense of just relief whenever, you know, these guys finish practice about mm-hmm. 4 o'clock later on this afternoon. But then tomorrow they got to get on a plane and, and they got to yeah. fly to Jacksonville and, and they've got a preseason game on Saturday. So you're right. Um, while there, there might be some – uh, exhaling in, in that regard, certainly that doesn't mean um, that this process is over. In, in fact, it's it's still got a long time to play out. you still got two more preseason games. You're still, I mean, over three weeks away from the regular season. There's still a lot that can change. Um, and just well, because you had a good you think camp, about right? this. We even said this. We said, imagine if Mr. Trubisky goes out there and just not looks bad, but looks average. And Kenny comes out there and looks exciting again. You tell me training camp is over next week. Okay. Right. right, right. <laughs> you tell me today's the last day of training camp. Not at all. Them dudes are going to be extra fired up all next week as well because the stakes are getting higher. The closer it gets to the season, the more your focus has to become narrowed, that tunnel-like approach. So even though, like you said, man, this is a significant day in the sense of a calendar event, but in terms of the actual like impact for the players, this is no different than if this game was on the road or if this game was at home. It's still a game. Yeah. It don't matter if it's on Thursday. It don't matter if it's on Monday. It don't matter if it's on Wednesday or Sunday. You still got to go out there and execute. You still got to go out there and do your job to the best of your ability. So this is why and I feel like it's been like my theme this whole training camp of talking about that mentality part, right? Because just understanding the significance of it, and when you're talking about a team like the Steelers, who currently, they're not the most veteran team. They have a lot of youth, a lot of new pieces, a lot of, all right, let's see what this looks like. Could it be? What do you think it is? Well, when you have a lot of that, the mentality becomes that much more important because you got to keep these players, you know, where their focus is supposed to be so that way they can ultimately live up to some of their potential or in some cases exceed those expectations. So once again, man, this is why it becomes such a critical element of this training camp, man, that mentality. Yeah, no doubt. And there's competition all over the place. And, you know, I mean, you and I have talked about it. There's, uh, you know, normally when you come out to these settings, competition is is one of the themes, certainly. Uh, but it feels like even more so this year as as that just is has been at the quarterback position and, and, and on down the list. I mean, you and I could probably – uh, maybe not on one hand. Maybe there's a little more than five. But it, it would certainly, I think, be single digits of guys who you know can feel comfortable out here. Uh, we talked to JT Thomas yesterday, right? And he told us the only yeah. person, only person who ever felt comfortable out here was me and Joe Green, even Franco Harris. I was about to say, yeah, when you said comfortable, I'm over here like, all right, but Kenny, but right, right, TJ Mi- Watt, uh, I say and, Kenny, TJ, Cam, yep. Minka, yep, Najee, 
Okay. Pat. Pat. That was that's exactly who I was thinking. Maybe Deontay. Yeah, he but, just signed. Yeah. But that's that's about it. I think that's all I got. Yeah. Well, Chris Boswell certainly. Chris Boswell too. Oh, okay. There we Chris go, Boswell. Boss. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. There we go. <laughs> but we but go. but you're right. Um, and, and just because this part of the journey, just because this part of the test is over, doesn't mean things necessarily get any easier for these guys. You know, they'll get to sleep in their own bed and and all those different things. And you know, maybe some days, uh, being at the practice facility will be a little bit easier than 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 trotting down the hill mm-hmm. out here at St. Vincent. But in terms of that process, this is just a you know, a, a milestone point of, okay, last day of training camp. Uh, but the show yeah. certainly goes on in that regard. And, and Saturday night going to be a big part of that, obviously. But, but yeah, all these guys that, that we've talked about um, competing in, you know, for either roles in terms of uh, where they fit in on the depth chart or guys that are competing in terms of, of, of making that final roster, um, you've, you've got to keep that same edge. You've got to keep that same intensity. And, uh, you know, not only going back to the practice facility, but again, certainly, you know, Saturday night as well, too, uh, when that next preseason game, too, Motsi, there's different expectations there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's going to be a big part of finishing this week strong for a lot of those guys. No, without a doubt, it definitely is, man. Because when we talk about the body of work that they put together, well, now we've been able to see a whole post week from a game body of work see how the guys responded earlier on the week and in contrast to what they look like at the end of the week right when your body is hopefully feeling a little bit more healthy because you're more uh, days removed from that physical game well now you want to see how they respond again and that is all a part of this evaluation that is all a part of this but one of the things I did want to go back to when you were talking about just the differences man when you're back home man I think of when we had um Mike Logan on the show, right? A couple uh was that a couple days ago, maybe last week, right? Last week early and last one of week, the, I think, yeah. Yeah. And one of the things he talked about was how a lot of times it was easier for him being at training camp because you don't have so many distractions. You don't have so many people pulling on you. For him locally, I know it was extremely tough, but even as a player who isn't from around here, when I first came here, you still are going to have those people, those friends, those neighbors that want to talk. They want to come over. They want to, can I say how you do this? Oh, man, what is this? And it just distracts you. It takes away because when you're at St. Vincent, think about this. When those fans leave, who are you there with? Your teammates. And that's it. There is nobody to distract you. When you go eat dinner at St. Vincent, who are you eating with? Your teammates. When you go to eat breakfast, it's your teammates. So you are essentially surrounded by football. You are surrounded by what you're supposed to be focusing on. You're not worried about your pleasure interests. You're not worried about, you know, trying to please your friends or just get into whatever you could be doing. All of those distractions go out the window. And that is the part for me, man, where I've seen a lot of them younger guys, man, they come back out of training camp and they kind of lose that focus and you see them take those declines. And that's one of those things that, man, I just hope we don't have to experience in any capacity for us. And typically in Pittsburgh, we do do a good job with that, just based on the leadership that we have. You talk about a Cam Hayward type. He's preaching the same exact message that I'll be preaching, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you, you trust those type of dudes like that. But that is something that you really have to guard against. And it's something that I really think gets overlooked in this sense, man. Yeah, there's there's no doubt. And you would know as the half of the show with the decade of NFL experience, um, that is, that's a, another element of this. And that's something you hear um, 
everybody who's involved out here talk about. Part of the reason why the Steelers, you know, aside from the they come out here, yeah, the, the two years <laughs> of, of 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 pandemic uh, concerns and restrictions um, that they since the '60s have been coming out here because it's that you you're absolutely right. You can get uh, immersed in in the team and in the game and, and in everything that's going on out here. You know, I mean, we, we've joked before. That's the same reason, you know, the Mike Pursutas and the Dale Lollies and all those guys, mm-hmm. you know, that have been have been for decades coming out here and, and still look forward to it. It's the same thing for them. I, I told that story to you, I think, one of our first days of camp when we were back here. You know, my first year out here four or five years ago um, would have been five years ago. Jeez, time flies. Uh, when, and I, you know, I said Dale was all excited and jacked up, and I'm like, you still really, you know, like at the time, I think it was his 26th or 27th training camp that he had covered. And I'm like, Dale, you still, you know, you still get that jacked up to, to come out here and sleep in a dorm room for three and a half weeks. And, and he was like, yeah, man. He's like, because you know, when I'm at home, I got to cut the grass and my wife wants me to go to this and I got to help the kids mm-hmm. with this. And I got this that needs done around the house. And, you know, when I'm out here, it's just football. Uh, and so you certainly feel that, you know, from, from everywhere, from from the team, from the staff, from here on campus and everybody that's involved in this whole thing. Uh, and you've got you to gotta maintain that same focus going forward. Well, at least certainly the players do, Motsi. You know, for me, um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm a little, uh, you know, my focus is, uh, is not going to be deterred as Bill Cowher would have said. Uh, but, you know, I'll be I'll be happy uh, not to have to make the about the two-and-a-half-hour round trip yeah, yeah, out here yeah, out here every absolutely. single day, <laughs> especially on a day like today when it is absolutely <sighs> stinking gorgeous out. Mm. But it's a hot one here right now, okay? My phone uh, says it's 75 degrees right now, and by the time practice mm-hmm. gets going, it's supposed to be 78 degrees so uh enjoying the weather enjoying this last day all the good people of steeler nation are here autograph uh autograph hill has its line going before they open things up the grassy knoll here to my right is nice and full with everybody in their lawn chairs and their their uh their beach towels and picnic setups and everything ready to go i'm gonna enjoy it here on the last day a picture perfect day on campus but then we'll be excited next week to be back in the studios on our home turf, as uh, as I'm sure many of these Steelers will be as well. It's been a lot of fun. There's a lot to get to from these three weeks. Mike Tomlin just spoke ahead of the Steelers preseason game on Saturday. You know, gave his his pregame press conference, if you will, as it relates to the preseason game on Saturday. Some things that Coach mentioned, some updates on the quarterback depth chart, all those different things. We'll get to those when we return. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, you're listening to the Steelers Blitz, our final day on campus. It's all part of our 2022 training camp coverage on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Camps out for summer in a couple hours. One more practice to go here at Chuck Knoll Field on the campus of St. Vincent College. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, it is the Blitz here. We will have you uh, up until practice begins where we'll turn things off to Dale Lowley and Matt Williamson. They'll have a special three-hour edition of the drive here, as they always do, painting the picture for you as nobody can uh, on SNR. Nobody covering training camp for your Steelers like we do here on Steelers Nation Radio. Arthur Motes, of course, with there being a preseason game 
on Saturday, as Mike Tomlin typically does you know, throughout the preseason. He will speak a couple days ahead of the game. We all know, of course, once we get back into our in-season schedules, you can hear Mike Tomlin's weekly press conference every Tuesday right here on SNR. Um, but uh, Coach, Coach Tomlin speaking this morning ahead of uh, Saturday's action against the Jags. And Motsi, you know, I think the, the thing that most people are, are, are going to be talking about, the, um, you know, I guess you could call it the biggest takeaway from, uh, from the press conference, is that it looks like there's going to be a new quarterback rotation in Jacksonville. And Mitch Trubisky will still start the game. That has not changed. But according to Mike Tomlin, it'll be Kenny Pickett who will get the second crack and Mason Rudolph who will get the third team Reps, Motsi, big deal, small deal, medium deal. Are you surprised by that at all, or you know, with what we've seen uh, since the first game on Saturday, is is that maybe where you thought this all was trending? Oh my God, I am like so surprised. I couldn't. I, I listen. Everything that we saw in practice this previous week, we were just lying to ourselves. We saw these reps happen. And we said, no, absolutely not. Who would believe that Kenny would get any of these second team opportunities on Saturday? When he took his first first team reps this week in practice, who would have thought that? Of course, man, I thought that this was something that was common knowledge, man. But we know that this is how it works, right? Anytime Coach Tomlin comes up there and says something like this, you know, us local guys, we are privileged to this. We know this. We're like, yeah, this isn't news. Like, we've already been seeing this. We already read these tea leaves. We know what was about to happen. But for everybody else, a little bit later to the party, I'm sure it's that wow factor is that, whoa, whoa, this is like significant. But for us, as soon as, what was that day? I believe it was Tuesday. It was, yeah, was it Monday or Tuesday when Kenny got that first opportunity to run the yeah, two-minute drill Tuesday, with the ones? I believe. As soon as we saw that, what was the next thing we talked about on Wednesday? Yeah, man, don't be surprised, man. Kenny's going to get this opportunity first. This is his week to get evaluated with the twos. We want to see. And Coach Tomlin, more importantly, wants to see, can he handle a little bit more? You don't throw the whole thing on this guy's plate. You give him a little bit. And if he can handle that, you give him a little bit more. If he can handle that, you give him a little bit more. Well, this is the stage that we're at right now where you don't want to see him out there with, you know, one to four potential guys that might be on an NFL roster as practice squad guys or 52nd, 53rd type of guys. Nah. We want to see you now with some better competition, with some more quality players out there, some fringe starters, some maybe veteran guys that have done this in this league for a while. That's the next step in this progression. And I think that for me, I don't, I'm not really surprised by this because knowing Coach Tomlin and knowing what he's been doing this week, all of the writing has been on the wall for this. And it's been clear that it's not necessarily a negative for what Mason Rudolph may or may not have done because Mason still played well. And you look at all the stats and what he was able to accomplish in the game. Yeah. He checked all his boxes, but when you're evaluating three different guys, you need to see them in different situations. So when you're talking about Kenny, now he's going to get that opportunity with this next group with a more competitive group. Let's see how he handles that. And then on the alternative, you have Mason Rudolph who now when we make that case that, well, Hey man, Kenny looked good, but he was going against lesser competition. Well, it needs to look the exact same, if not better, when it's Mason Rudolph out there with those threes. Because if it's not, well, now we're saying, okay, well, wait a minute here. Was Mason's productivity solely related to a George Pickens? 
or can Mason actually do some things when he's out there with whoever? And that's going to be the interesting part because for Kenny, he's already shown that he could do it with whoever. Now he's going to get a chance to do it with some more legitimate talent on offense. So that's the part for him where he really has a chance to make a move. And if you're Trubisky, hey, man, <laughs> you better keep that foot on the gas, baby. You better keep yes. the foot on the gas. Yes, without a doubt. You yeah. better uh, you better keep it rolling. Don't look over your shoulder or anything. Just, nah, uh, just don't, focus. Don't look back. Just keep going. Hit that look- gas, though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, uh, not an incredibly surprising. Not, in fact, even uh, remotely surprising. I'm with you there. Uh, I think especially, you know, if you listen to um, – Mike Tomlin, the, the full comment that he made there when, when he was addressing that, you know, he said one of the things is that they want to see Kenny Pickett in more varsity action. And mm-hmm. you're right. You know, the running with the twos earlier in the game is much more varsity action than, you know, the third and fourth string guys uh, in the second half who might be looking for, you know, a, a different career path in a couple weeks from now. Um, so that's your, I think, big piece of information from from Mike Tomlin's uh, media availability. Mitch Trubisky will start the game, but the quarterback rotation will then go Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph. Part of that, Motsi, as well, uh, is that Mike Tomlin um, said that it's reasonable to expect that some of the starting offensive linemen, especially the younger, more inexperienced guys, uh, will still be out there when Kenny Pickett comes in, and they want to see him in that capacity. So... Again, it's, it, you could pick this up pretty easily. More varsity action, some of the starting offensive lines still in there when, when Kenny takes the field. This is this is their next step for him. This is the, okay, you did well on Saturday with what we gave you in the offense and in terms of the competition. Now we're going to put a little bit more on your plate. Now you're going to be out there uh, with with higher, you know, higher level of competition. Um, this is, you know, again, this is all part of that, that next progression, and I think – when you see some of these things that Mike Tomlin has said, you know, uh, about him wanting to get him some work with some of the uh, more, you know, uh, more, how do I want to put this? I don't want to say higher ranked, all right, but some of the higher string offensive linemen and offense out there. Um, this is, you know, this is that next test. This is that next step for the rookie quarterback. No, 100% it is. And I think that this is something like we talked about yesterday. He's earned this. You know, this isn't, Coach T just doing something to play to the media. This isn't, you know, Coach T just doing something to play to the fan base. For him, he's looking at this as a legitimate competition. He's looking at this as an, a legitimate step in the evaluation process. And when you look at what Kenny has been able to do to earn these reps, because once again, that is the theme. He wasn't given these reps. He has earned these reps. That, to me, is critical. That, to me, is something that you hang your hat on as a team. You hang your hat on as an organization. And it just gives you more benefit of the doubt. Because, like I said before, if Kenny were to be given this starting spot at any point in time prior to him having to earn it, if he played bad in any capacity, you don't look at him and say, well, hey, he just had an off night. Hey, it was just a one-time thing. He'll bounce back because you had never seen it. Whereas now we're getting together, we're building up this positive equity in our mind of good Kenny plays good Kenny performances good Kenny practices and I think that those are some of the things that are really going to help not just Kenny out but this team in terms of believing in him throughout this season if he does get that opportunity and if it's Mitch it'll be a similar concept because both of those guys will have been through this trial by fire and that is the way that you have a team support whoever wins the competition 
but it's a difference when you say it's a competition and we're looking at it and it's kind of like how last year with Mason Rudolph and Deshaun or, and uh, Dwayne Haskins uh, RIP where we're looking and we're like, well, man, why is only one guy getting the one reps? The other guy never gets those reps with that player. It just didn't seem legitimate. Whereas this year is looking very legitimate. And I think that's why we're all able to get on board behind it. I tell you what, it's exciting. It is. We, you know, we've talked a lot about this and we have been ever since, you know, the NFL draft really, but this is this is the first time that that we've been able to have these conversations as it relates to to the quarterback position in in, in you know, about 20 years. Um and and I'm excited to see how that all plays out. Obviously, Mitch um, can he continue to to look the part and stay secure in that guy that's in the first role? Kenny, how does he handle this next step uh, in his in his rookie process here? And for Mason Rudolph as well too, you know, does, does is he able to come out and, and put on a show and and say, hey, you know, I, I might be the one getting the third uh, the third string reps here, but I'm certainly not a third stringer. Uh, all of that will be very excited to see Saturday night down in Florida against Jacksonville. Of course, seven o'clock kickoff there. Uh, also, Moti, uh, one more notable thing that I thought uh, came from Mike Tomlin in his uh, in his press conference just a couple minutes ago, or I guess just about an hour ago at this point. Uh, he did say that Najee Harris will get carries at some point throughout the preseason. Now, mm, he, didn't, okay. he didn't specifically say it would be this Saturday at Jacksonville, but he said Najee Harris will get a couple of carries throughout the preseason. That's, that's, the, that's the quote there. Um, so I'll be interested to see when that happens. And, you know, I mean, is it literally going to be a couple of carries? Is it going to be two, maybe three? And then, all right, get him out of there. Or does, you know, could a couple carries be more like a few carries, you know, four, five, six, something like that? Does it happen right. this Saturday? Does it happen next weekend against Detroit? But it does look like we'll see Najee Harris in very limited action at some point here this preseason. Yeah, I would agree. And, and I think that is right. You know, you're talking about young players. You still want to get them reps, even though we know that he, you know, has uh, aged um, in dog years just off of that one season, right? <laughs> in terms of the maturity, the amount of ball he's seen and stuff like that. So you don't want too much from a physical perspective on him at this time of year. But Coach Tomlin is right by doing that, man. You want him to at least feel some type of contact, feel some type of in-game, you know, uh, motion, and also going through the mental uh, routine, because that is something else when you talk about young players, just being able to constantly and consistently tap into the right mentality on game day. Some of the guys, you need them to practice that. You want them to just get a, a dress rehearsal of that. And that's also part of the reason why when um, it was four preseason games, we would always talk about that third one being the game where you have the dress rehearsal. But more importantly, your guys have to come out of the halftime to go into that third quarter. It's to go through your mental preparation, your mental routine, because the thought process and the mentality coming into a game is one thing. But once you've had two quarters of play and now we have new information about what is working and what is not working, that halftime mentality and the giving and receiving information is very different. And you have to be able to transition and handle both of those things in that short span while also being able to take the corrections and the new things that were placed at halftime and go out there and execute them on the field. And those are some of the things that during the preseason, you just try to give those guys different variations of that, sure, little practice sure. versions of that, because you're not going to be able to simulate that in practice. Right. Regardless right. of how many training camp things you do, it's never going to feel like that. The stakes aren't going to be as high as that. So that's also part of the reason when you're talking about Najee getting some reps eventually, whether it's this week or next week, 
it is largely to get him in that mode. Najee, what does your game day routine look like? You know how you're doing your warm-up. Are you going right. to change your warm-up in any capacity this year? Because I know for me, I changed my warm-ups at times. Early on, I was a guy that wanted to be out there early. I wanted to walk the field. At middle portion of my year or middle portion of my career, I wanted to do a full warm-up while I'm in a full sweat before a game. Then towards the back end, it was like, I don't want to do all that. I, I wanted to stretch and do more of like the mental preparation, the mental clarity type of stuff before going out there on the field. But those are all things that I had to learn and figure out each and every season. Okay, does this work for me this year? Does this work for me this year? Right, right. Those are some of the things that we're all processing and going through during this time frame. And that's like, like I said, some of the little miscellaneous things along this journey. But that is still something that you want to get locked in because you've heard the terms of, hey, man, this team starts slow. Well, what do you think teams start slow from? A lot of times that mental uh, that mental fortitude, right, being locked in, being ready to go as soon as that ball is snapped. Talk about guys that warm up to it. Talk about teams that play really good in the first half, struggle in the second half. Talk about teams that struggle in the first half, but, man, they make adjustments and they come out like son of a guns in the second half. Well, when do you get those reps? When do you get those opportunities to prepare and discuss that? Well, this is a part of it. And that's the thing that for Coach Tom, I think that he's trying to communicate with Najee in some capacity, whether it be this week or next week. We will wait and see on Saturday night. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, breaking down some of the things that Mike Tomlin said there. Uh, I'm waiting to see if we could potentially get I'm not sure. It's you know it's it's funny, Mozi. Everyone's uh, everyone's getting ready to leave campus today, right? I think uh, I think all the audio equipment was maybe packed away down in the down in the media room when Mike Tomlin spoke. Um, but those were you know those were were some of the highlights there. Some of the, again the the you know the things that I thought that that we should touch on when we come back here, Mozi. Uh, joining us live at the SNR table. It's going to be our buddy Brian Bracco of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. So Mr. Bracco uh, will be able to uh, to break down the, some more from the press conference for us as we continue to get ready for Jacksonville on Saturday in the final Steelers training camp practice here on campus a little over an hour from today. We will have Brian Bracco join us to close out the first hour on the other side. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, you're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Closing out the first hour of the Steelers Blitz here live at Chuck Knoll Field. It's our ongoing trading camp coverage on SNR. And Motsi, I'm watching Brian Bacco walk around. He's he's trying to get up here, but he's being blocked by... uh, Oh man, by some uh, some barricades, by some security guards. <laughs> Old Brian Bacco. You know, I gotta, <laughs> gotta I gotta say, parkour, man, tell him jump over that thing. Man. I, I gotta say, right to to give him credit. To be fair to him, he was out. He was not on campus the last two weeks, right? Because his his wife Chelsea, uh, they had their second child. They had a a, a little baby girl. Congratulations to the Baccos. Nah, so Bacco, definitely, definitely congrats. So Bacco was here for the first week in July, and then he was gone for two weeks, and then he's been back this week so uh, <laughs> he thought we were still broadcasting down in the end zone where we were the first week oh, of the show wow yeah. yeah he didn't know we were up here Ooh, on the, he didn't know time, we were up here yeah, on the bleachers so yeah. 
right on him by the time yeah. he gets. I'm watching Yikes. them right now. They're they're making him walk all the way back down the field and around and come up where. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know where the where the where the fans come in. So it might be uh, another five minutes or so before we get right. Easily, back. yes. I'll give it to him. Honest mistake by him because he saw where we were broadcasting the first week. You know when I talked to him yesterday, we were like, oh yeah, just 12:40 at the tent. Yeah, at the tent, no problem. You know, and I figured it just yeah he was gone for two weeks. Not that tent, the other tent. <laughs> that was a that was a, that was a communication breakdown. Um, so we will uh, we will let that one slide from Mr. Backo. That's that's on uh, that's on both of us there. Certainly, I should have told him, hey, we moved from where we were at three weeks ago. You know, not thinking that he hadn't been here uh, for two weeks. So yeah, so a little communication breakdown there with Backo. But he is on his way. I'm I'm, I'm watching him. He's working his way over here. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm excited to talk to him about this quarterback rotation and, and everything that, that he heard um, from Mike Tomlin. Uh, you know, he he also, uh, I know Backo did just get a chance to talk um, to Mason Rudolph as well, too. Um, and, you know, Mason, I think, uh, saying the right things there, Motsi. You know, he I'm sure in his mind he wants more first-team reps, you know, without a doubt. Um, but he's, you know, he's – been very clear kind of in his his few minutes that he just talked to the media that hey you know I'm going out there to compete every single day it doesn't matter where I'm at in the rotation I'm going to make the best of the situation you know whether it's third team second team first team whatever um and if you're Mason Rudolph listen I'm I'm sure there you know there could certainly be some frustration there I think you thought that you were finally going to get a, a a big time crack at this thing this year, and the team drafts Kenny Pickett and, and brings in Mitch Trubisky, and that's life, you know, in the National Football League. That's life in the real world. Life ain't fair. We all know that. Um, but if he's got that attitude, hey, it doesn't matter where I'm at. I'm going to go out there and compete. I'm going to make the best of this. Um, I, I think you know Mason Rudolph eventually is going to is going to be in a situation that's you know that's that's going to work out for him. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and. You said that he's not getting a fair opportunity. He's not getting an opportunity. But you have to remember, anytime you're on that field, that's an opportunity. 100%. Anytime you're on that field, that's an evaluation. So this narrative that, oh, he's not getting a fair shake or he's not getting an opportunity to really make moves or legitimately compete, no, that's the contrary. Like, he's 100% getting an opportunity. It's just, what is he capable of or not? And what is he able to do in stadium or not? And in practices consistently or not? You don't think if this was a healthy Ben Roethlisberger from 10 years ago, he could be out there with the fifth string. We all wouldn't be able to tell that that's QB1. That's all I'm saying. So <laughs> right, right, even right. though Mason may feel like, oh, man, they're letting Kenny get this opportunity over me. Well, they're doing that because of things that they've been seeing from both of you guys, not just from this season, but obviously for Mason, you have a little bit more body of work. But when they're looking at both of you guys in practice, you see the same stuff I see, Wes. Can you see a drastic difference where it's like, yo, Mason is clearly the best quarterback out here and they're doing him wrong? Nah, it doesn't look like that. It's way more competitive than that. And when it's competitive, this is what you deal with. When it's competitive, now money comes into play. When it's competitive, now draft positioning comes into play. But all of that is because the door is continued to be open by the play of those around. Right. So for Mason, I don't look at it as a, oh, we should feel bad for him or woe is him. It's like, man, you're getting the same opportunities as everyone else. But if you're not capable of doing that, if you're not capable of putting this to rest, well, now we're going to have to deal with more of the evaluation. Sure. And sure. I think that that's what he's going with. That's what he's going through right now. 
He is. He certainly is. And joining us to discuss more about the Steelers quarterback situation, the new rotation, everything that could transpire on Saturday in Jacksonville, it's our buddy from the Post-Gazette, Brian Backo. You had a breath, cousin. I feel like I just played a preseason game. Jeez, I, I've been here so many days at this point, but I've never come up into the bleachers, so I didn't even know how to get around here, Moats. There was there were <laughs> curtains blocking me and bleachers, and uh, eventually we, we found a breach, and... Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know if somebody from security is going to be in trouble, but they're going to find out that there's a little bit of a uh, there's a little bit of a hole in the fence over there. Hey, you didn't, you didn't make that hole in the fence, did you? No, no, okay. I would okay. never. But I did See, think I about you hopping go over there and name here. drop. You supposed to just name drop? Like, listen, you know who I am. Whose name you know am I dropping? Right. Wes? You know You're who I am. I'm mine. The, um, that's like, not going to get I'm me anywhere. The Brian Backo. Yeah, look oh. at him just like that. They'd be like, oh, yes, sir. They'd probably got you a golf cart. Well, no, there's no golf carts for the stinking media out here. But, uh, man, yeah, last day of camp seems like just yesterday we were sitting down there on the uh, softball field, and yeah. I was telling three little kids that they should go get Arthur Motes' autograph and <laughs> take a picture with him. So that's right. That's and now, how camp flies by. Now you've got a second kid of your own since then, and yeah. we've got a new broadcast location. Let's go, man. Yeah, congratulations yeah. to the Backo family. Thank you. Now a father yes, of two indeed. since the last time yeah. we yes, spoke indeed. to you. Yeah, we go from uh, we go from bracket coverage to playing a little bit more man to man although i guess i guess right now my my wife is uh is in zone so hopefully everything's good back at home hopefully she's hopefully she's holding it down there. i bet there's a lot of she's, pre-snap got, she's movement. a lead at that i tell you a lot though. of pre-snap lot of movement pre-snap from movement. my two and a half a year old just trying to you know, keep, you know misdirection so she better uh, trust her eyes and stay gap sound <laughs> Mr. Backo, I tell you what, this guy, this guy's good, folks. Uh, expectations as long as she's for... in the right place, she doesn't have to make plays. Just be in the right place, she's yeah. good. Expectations for Saturday night in Jacksonville. We now know Kenny Pickett will get the second crack behind Mitch Trubisky. Uh, some opportunity at some increased competition. It sounds like some opportunity uh, to work with potentially some of the Steelers' first-team offensive line as well, too. Uh how do you expect that to go for him? You know, so far we've seen everything. You know, first week it was a little rocky, right? But then he is he has continued to climb since then. Certainly had the performance last weekend as well, too. Does this, you know, does this feel right, you know, like the – how do I want to say this? Does this feel like the right time for, for Kenny Pickett to be, you know, taking another step forward here in this process? Yeah, absolutely. If uh, I mean, I actually thought it might have been sooner, but I can remember when we were sitting here in, in the summer speculating before, uh, you know, after OTAs and minicamp, you know, when are they going to – Basically, uh, end this idea that you know that the two guys that they invested a lot in this off season were not the top two, and I figured it would be when we got here to camp. Clearly, Mike Tomlin slow played it a little bit, but yeah, it's it's time now to to ramp things up for number eight. And you know, we also talked to Mason Rudolph, um, a few of us today, after walkthrough, and I mean, he's he said that you're trying to walk a, a delicate line of. Hey, tell the coaches I'm, I'm serious about this. I want to compete. I want a shot. I feel like I'm playing well. Versus, you don't want to be that guy that's whining and causing a distraction. So, I think he's taken it in stride too. And uh, and he was even asked if, hey, if Kenny Pickett's going to get more of this so-called uh, varsity work and less for you, do you hope that maybe you can put something out there on tape for a team that does need a number two? And he said he's not worried about any of that. And he tells his family, if you see a trade rumor, don't send it to me. He knows by this point in the league. <laughs> They know by this point in the league that he doesn't want to uh, be inundated with that stuff. So, But the writing's on the wall for him a little bit, and, and absolutely, I, I think that this is the right time to get a little bit more exposure to your 20th overall pick because if, if Mitch Trubisky plays well, you're not going to see him in game action for a while. 
Well, and with that being the case, how do you anticipate Mitch playing? And how has he been handling this, uh, I guess, research or not resurgence, but emergence from Kenny Pickett, the momentum that he's been having and obviously him getting some first team reps this week? He's handling it well, but how how couldn't you? Because I think it, the the law was laid down from the beginning by Mike Tomlin to the whole team that Mitch is the starter, and I, I think that was probably a calculated move by Tomlin, right? That we want this guy walking around with the confidence in the air of QB1 versus looking over his shoulder. So uh, I'm sure that that was by design a little bit, and you know the, the way that they put it was it's his job to lose, and he's he's not losing it out here. I mean, he's, uh, he's playing well enough. He played well enough in that first game. Saturday night against the Seahawks and you know he said today that he'd, he'd like to get more than two drives this weekend down there in in Duval so uh, we'll see if they they want to see that much of him or if they they feel good about him to the point now where let's just get him to the regular season healthy and we'll figure it we'll sort out the rest later but yeah I, I, I think it would be good to get three okay. drives this week well I did want to have a follow-up then um if he were to go out there and not look as clean as he did last week and Kenny did continue to look good and continue to look clean. You don't think that changes anything potentially going into that final game? Or do you think Trubisky has done clearly enough where he can go out there and do whatever this weekend and he's above reproach going into week one? I, I think it could change because, I, I mean, as, as Tomlin put it the other day, or maybe it was actually Matt Canada who told me on Monday, you know, make no mistake, what they do out here does matter. The coaches have a plan. They have, you know, a preconceived idea of how they want to handle this thing, but you can't hem yourself into a corner where we're not going to evaluate and react to the play itself. That's why we do this. So I think it matters, but it is getting a little bit late in the in the game here uh, as far as a decision that big, I think. You know, it's August 18th. I know we still got a while until September 11th, week one, but – before you know it, you're going to be putting in game plans for the Bengals and, you know, you're trying to hit the ground running. So uh, I think it would have to be really, really bad from from Mitch Trubisky to, to lose his hold on the starting spot at this point. Um, but that, that's not to say that things can't change and shuffle once you get to the regular season. I just think that, as Mike Tomlin always says, they're, they're going to have a hardcore plan. Light on their feet, yes, but I still think the hardcore plan is very much Mitch Trubisky and it would take a lot to move him off of that. Or a little, I guess. It would take very little production <laughs> from him at quarterback to move him off of that. Mr. Backo, is there a, you know, it's one of the things that, that Motsi and I talked about yesterday that I'd be interested to get your opinion on. Is there a maybe a, a sense of urgency um, for somebody like Benny Snell to get back out there? You know, we, we've seen certainly a, a positive camp from Jalen Warren. We've seen some flashes from guys like Anthony McFarland. Uh, Benny Snell returning to practice you got to think, right, if, if he's healthy and able, that he will have, uh, you know, a lot of reps, a lot of spin the rest of the preseason. Is that something that you feel like he needs, or is he maybe, you know, a little more secure than we might think? Yeah, no, I don't think he's secure. I think his, his special team's prowess certainly gives him it a helps. little bit more of a leg yeah. up oh, uh, yeah. than, than just when you factor in the actual carrying of the football so I think for a roster spot, he's pretty secure. But for the backup role, there's got to be a sense of urgency. I mean, we're at the point now in camp where, you know, things are crystallizing a little bit when it comes to the competitions. You know, you think back to July 27th, you know, all 90 are here. As Mike Thomas said, all are well conditioned, all, all basically are healthy. But you, you start to lose, uh, you, you lose some soldiers throughout this thing, unfortunately. I mean, Carl Joseph, I thought, was competing in what was a crowded room, but was doing well. Uh, it's safety, and I don't just say that for Wes Euler's yeah. uh, 
ears. Uh, Go ears. ears. Um, <laughs> my tortured soul. Yeah. Um, Anthony Miller, similar situation to Joseph, yeah, right? Guy 100%. with a, an NFL resume, high pedigree, was here for a, a second or third chance at his career, and he was playing well. But he goes down with the, the season-ending shoulder injury. So, uh, I mean, those are two guys that unfortunately – you, you take you, you take those cards off the board, right? You take those names down, and, and you see, okay, you move up a, a Steven Sims at, at receiver. You move up a, you know, maybe Arthur Millette was already ahead of Carl Joseph, but he's even more secure in that spot now. Same with DeMonte Casey, who's been playing safety as opposed to that, that nickel role that some thought he might slide into. So, sense of urgency for everybody. Calvin Austin's got the boot on his foot. You know, Mike Tomlin has said that all those guys are day-to-day, but you always wonder if day-to-day means more week-to-week. And when you're a smaller guy, of course, durability is, is a natural concern. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting into that time. You know, two preseason games left. Um, not too many practices left for these guys to state their case. So you're going to get down to 80 guys on uh, on Tuesday. And, you know, from there on, it's a battle to, as Mike Tomlin put it yesterday, have a seat on the bus. He loves no, those automobiles. He, he loves those vehicle he metaphors. Does. You got to hop on a moving train. First, first, you have to get a seat on the bus <laughs> to hop on the moving train, or maybe at some point the train <laughs> turns into the bus, and then it, you know, eventually you got to take and off. The bus stops in Detroit. Yeah, or man, you look, man, that, that, that sounds like runway. a big old Harry Potter movie over here, man. <laughs> Come on now, jeez. <laughs> Planes, trains, and automobiles to, right, to, to right. sum up Steelers training right. camp. Hey, but don't forget that paint either. We got to have paint, fresh paint. Yeah, if you have red paint, you paint the barn red. No doubt. It's that simple, man. It is that no simple. Doubt. But continuing with, uh, you know, this, this competition and stuff like that in training camp, a uh, name from a player that hasn't been as active this training camp, obviously with some injury and stuff like that, but uh, Derek Watt, what has been your thoughts on him? And ultimately, how do you see, you know, his roster uh, livelihood staying in place or what does that look like potentially going into uh, the, the regular season? Yeah, I mean, I think his his spot is is fairly solid. Um, you know, you, you never know exactly what they've seen from or how they plan on using uh, Connor Hayward and, and how many veins they can use him. So that 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 could certainly threaten. You know, when you're building that 53, it helps to have the position flexibility and you know guys who can wear more than one hat. But you know, I think Derek Watts here for for more than just what he does or doesn't do in the offense. We know that he's a special teams holdover captain. You know, there's something to be said for the the leadership and you know I think he's really good at, at that part of his job for sure it gets overlooked sometimes you know you wonder obviously about how much you want to pay somebody to to do that but um yeah I mean he's another guy who you know you never like to get hurt in camp but I think he's in a in a tier where you know you can probably afford to miss some time he's not quite in that Najee Harris Chase Claypool Pat Fryermuth tier where uh you know you you can you can have some days down and still feel good about your involvement but uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's still a competition to some extent, but uh, unless they're going to switch him to inside linebacker and see what he can do there, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think he's he's going to have his, his role or, uh, you know, something a, akin to a role in, in offense, but mostly on special teams. Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, kind enough to navigate the Oregon Trail to get over here and lend us some of his time. Rough. How do I get out of here, Wes? So where are you, where are you trying to go back to? And anywhere, just click not your feet three times. This, click your heels three uh, this, times. This black so you, banister. So you, I guess I'm going to go out. So this you can way. go two ways. Yeah. You can go out to the left here and then cut down there to the back side of the field, or you can go back around here, the fan experience area, and down in the, the traditional media sense. I don't want any part of the the experience that I just had. So I think <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go out the other way and follow my blockers. <laughs> 
Thanks, buddy. We appreciate the time as always. Yep. See you guys. Hour in the books. Another hour to go. We'll have more as we get you ready for practice. Mel Blunt will join us in the final hour of our show for on the final day of camp. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Black and gold football lives here. What a play! 24-7. You're listening to SNR. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.